Good morning, everybody. And in this episode of the Maven Nation, we're going to be talking about specialization versus utility. This is a very powerful tool that if you're not aware of it, it is going to help you make decisions in terms of what you should be doing as a photographer, what kind of gear you should be buying and how to determine that, how to plan for your shoots, and how to find hired help according to what you need. First, let me say thank you to our sponsor, Proven Nutrition. They make an incredible energy drink called Corfit. I've been using it for about a year and a half. I've lost 35 pounds while using this drink. No more Gatorade for me. It is low glycemic, no caffeine or stimulants, and it has a number of other very helpful supplements. It tastes amazing. Proven Nutrition is going to give you a free sample if you cover shipping and handling. Thank you, Proven Nutrition. I'll put that link in the description. So today I want to talk about the importance of understanding the difference between a specialist and a utilitarian, if that's a word, utility. Many of you have had basic economics classes, and you probably remember the example of Adam Smith's Wealth of Nations when he's talking about a pushpin factory. And in this example, he essentially says if you have 10 pushpin workers, each going through 18 steps to create a single pushpin, at the end of the day, you would have 10 pushpins or an average of one pushpin per worker. Later on, what he does is he has each of those employees specialize in the individual tasks, okay? Instead of doing many of them, he has them focus on one. The resulting output was 48,000 pushpins per day for those same 10 workers or an increase of 4,799 pushpins per worker. So there's something very explosive in terms of productivity and the ability to produce when you are specializing in something. In my book, The Efficiency Playbook, I have a number of these tools that I call binaries. It's sort of like flipping a coin that you know one side of the coin is always going to be like 80 or 90%. One of these, for example, is speed is greater than perfection. If you're focusing on one of those two, focus on speed because perfection rarely gives you the same kinds of results. In the case of specialization versus utility, specialization is usually going to give you far greater output. However, there are times you need to differentiate and go with utility. Another example of utility is a Swiss Army knife, right? We have this little pocket knife that has all these little tools in it. And the truth of the matter is there's a saw in there that is looks like it's made to cut wood, but it would be almost impossible to cut through anything significant versus a real full-size saw, okay? The ability to produce and to actually cut through things is going to be much greater in the saw versus whatever you have in that Swiss Army knife. But the Swiss Army knife can do lots of other things too. It can open bottles and have your corkscrew and you got a little knife and a toothpick. It's designed to do many things. That's another example. So why would I go through the problem of telling you this on a photography podcast? The reason is the examples in photography are everywhere. Take a look at DSLRs versus mirrorless cameras. So the design of a DSLR is to split light up through the pentaprism to allow us to view through the lens in real time, as well as to split light down onto that focusing array whose sole purpose is to focus, to help the camera focus. And if you look at high-end sports shooters, specialists, almost all of them are still using DSLRs. You get the 1DX Mark II, we have the D5. I think part of that has to do with the number of lenses available. But, you know, if you look at what specialists are using, they typically have tools designed for those specific jobs. So what's happened with mirrorless cameras is if the mirror is gone, 
that focusing array has to be built into the sensor. We're now giving the sensor double duty. Instead of just capturing light for images, it is now responsible to focus as well. And so mirrorless cameras have struggled for years. They were terrible for, for sport. You just couldn't use them for sport shooting. Now we're starting to see mirrorless cameras have figured it out. They're getting caught up. They're almost there. Maybe they don't have lenses, but we're getting really close to the point that mirrorless cameras have essentially caught up. And so this also kind of proves the point. There are ways occasionally that utility or utilitarians can do a job as well as a specialist. And when that happens, the specialist dies. Okay, so if you have something like a smartphone that has a camera built into it, we look at point-and-shoot cameras dying. And there's lots of things that the smartphone has killed because it has become something that can do them equally well. A couple other examples I want to give you is you look at lenses. Primes versus zooms. Primes have fewer lens elements in them, and because of that, they tend to be sharper. Not always, but usually that's the case. They tend to be smaller, typically a little bit lighter. Zoom lenses can be very heavy. Why? Because they're asked to do the job of many prime lenses having the ability to change the focal length. Now, this is going to change depending on what kind of photographer you are. For example, wedding and event shooters, they're typically going to want to go with the zoom lenses. Why? because the events dictate that they have to change their focal lengths many times throughout the day, hundreds of times probably, and they, don't, they just can't afford to stop and change to prime lenses. If you look at portrait photographers, many of them have a, an 85 or maybe a 135 lens that that is their go-to portrait lens. It's made to do one thing. And then when we look at cinematographers, they may have a case full of prime lenses and they have people to help them change those lenses second AC. But on the other hand, if they're doing many camera setups per day, they may opt to go with a zoom lens. So the situation will often dictate prime versus zoom, but think of it in terms of specialization versus utility. Strobes are another great example. Studio strobes have tremendous output power. They're a little bit bigger. You can't move them around as well. If you do, you need a battery pack, but they do one thing really well, output power. Okay, in a studio or if you're shooting in, into the sunlight, it's really the only thing you can use. Speed lights can do a ton of different things. TTL, you have the stroboscopic effect. You have, they're lighter, they're smaller. Some of them are wild. You can put them in different places. But that is more of a utility version, right? And so we see this over and over and over again in the photography world. And so the question you should be asking yourself, should you be a specialist or should you focus on a number of different practices, okay, in terms of your craft. You, do you want to be the photographer that does sports and portraits and weddings and, and everything else in between? Or do you want to focus on one type of work? The vast majority in my 11 years of teaching of my students who have gone on to be successful, all of them, almost all of them, have become specialists doing one type of shooting. Something else to keep in mind is that as you become a professional and you become more specialized, you're going to want to do work that only you can do and nobody else can do. For example, my YouTube videos, I don't have time to edit them, so I have an editor. And so I've learned to give work to people that I don't need to do. If I, if I don't have to do it, I'm going to give it to somebody else. So the point I'm trying to make with this is that if you are doing photography, especially paid work, you should really try to find one specialty. The Wealth of Nations teaches us that you're going to be far more productive 
when you can focus on that one kind of work. If you need to hire people to allow you to do this, you should be asking yourself the question, do I need to hire specialist work, such as a retoucher, or do I need to hire somebody to answer customer service, do blog posts, uh, you know, watermarking, sending stuff in the mail? That's more of a utility thing. So in summary, as you plan for your shoots, as you plan for your gear, as you plan for your career or who you might hire, take into consideration specialization versus utility. Productivity is going to be greater with specialization, but if you don't have one specific need, you have 10 different needs, utility is going to be the way to go. And that is how you determine between the dichotomy of those two. In any event, I've had a lot of great feedback from you guys about the design topics on the Maven Nation, how they apply to photography, had many questions about the topic of usability. When I talked about the EOSR and its lack of controls, many upset people. I think that would probably be a great episode to talk about usability and what that means. If you guys enjoy the podcast, I'd love to have your subscription and a thumbs up. Thank you for watching and I'll see you next time.